computer. There we go. So tonight I want to just offer a few reflections on um, offering metta to nature, our own nature and the nature around us. I just got back from spending about a week practicing in nature. I was um, assisting a teaching team at Spirit Rock, and we did pretty much all of our sits outside. And it was just lovely. Um, So it has me thinking about and practicing with metta, kindness, compassion, as part of a sense of belonging to the larger community, not just the communities of people in which we find ourselves, but the communities of creatures and of living, breathing beings and living, transpiring plants and trees and oceans. So there can be um, a lot of joy with that, a lot of compassion with that, a lot of tenderness with that, given the state of the environment these days. But um, in terms of Buddhist practice, there's really a kind of long, illustrious history of practicing in nature. The Buddha awoke under a tree. He taught under trees. He encouraged all of his practitioners to find the foot of a tree to sit and practice. And eventually he died between two solid trees. So he spent a large portion of his life outside, outdoors, in connection with nature. And there's also this whole body of um, Buddhist stories. They were originally oral, but now they're literature called the Jataka Tales. And they are stories, myths, folklore of the Buddha's past lives. And whether you believe in past lives or not, many of them are beautiful sort of religious teaching stories, learning stories. And many, many of them feature animals and sometimes trees. But this idea that the animals have kind of a moral compass or a sense of altruism or generosity in them. And they also have foibles, just like we do, right? These are complicated characters, some of them. So whether past wives figure into your understanding of practice or not, I kind of interpret this as um, animals' capacity for relationship, for interdependence, for feelings and altruistic behavior. And that we, too, are part of this larger interdependent web, right? So tonight, we're on the eve of a beautiful full lunar eclipse. For those of us on the West Coast in California, we're supposed to get a full view around 2.15 to 3.45 a.m., I think, if it's not raining, which is also quite welcome. Not sure how it shows up in the rest of the world. But um, just a reminder that we're part of this larger, beautiful, synchronized set of processes, natural processes. So um, leave that for your reflection. I'm going to end this short kind of set of remarks with a poem. This is the poem Lost by David Wagoner. Stand still. The trees ahead and the bushes beside you are not lost. Wherever you are is called here. And you must treat it as a powerful stranger. Must ask permission to know it and be known. The forest breathes. Listen, it answers. I have made this place around you. If you leave it, you may come back again, saying, here. No two trees are the same to raven. No two branches are the same to wren. If what a tree or a bush does is lost on you, then you are surely lost. Stand still. 
The forest knows where you are. You must let it find you. So to just breathe with that, whether your forest is a forest or one single tree in your neighborhood or a house plant, that the forest, the community of living beings around us knows where we are. We belong to each other. So with that, we will start the meditation. And as is the custom here, I'm going to um, temporarily turn off your ability to unmute yourselves, just to keep the quiet in case someone comes bustling in on their phone and doesn't realize they're not muted. And temporarily reset the chat. And invite you, if you haven't already, to settle back into a meditation posture that feels comfortable, has enough alertness, keep you present. If you want to turn away from the screen, you're absolutely welcome to. You're welcome to turn off your camera if that's more comfortable. I will leave mine on unless I get an unexpected visitor at the door or something. And... um, Settle back. Notice your body. Maybe take a breath or two and settle in to this body, this heart, this mind tonight, today, exactly how it is. No need to change anything. Maybe another breath out just to release any extra energy or tension that came in with you to this Zoom room. And then allowing the breathing to be normal, natural. And attuning to the rhythm, sensations of breathing, or whatever other anchor of attention you know works for you. Noticing the weight of your body on the cushion or chair, Perhaps the weight of your feet on the floor or whatever surface they're on. And allowing yourself to feel rooted, held by the gravity of the earth. A sense of solidity. We share so much of our composition, all of it, with the earth and the oceans and the air. Noticing the motion of breath. In this body, perhaps in the belly or the chest, or that place at the tip of the nose or in the throat, where air becomes breath, and breath becomes air. Allowing the attention to settle in the sensations of this body, 
Resting on the breath. That rhythm like waves, the ocean. Inviting the body to soften. Perhaps allowing the face, jaw, eyes, lips, scalp, and forehead to soften. Noticing the sensations of breathing, moving through the windpipe and the neck, and inviting the neck, the occiput, the scalenes, the throat, all to relax. Be massaged by, softened by the breathing. Inviting the shoulders to drop down away from the ears. The shoulders. The area of the shoulder blades in between the shoulder blades and the sternum. All softening. Inviting. If any areas don't want to relax, just acknowledging and allowing that. And softening around it, perhaps even just the attitude around it. Noticing the chest, diaphragm, belly, the whole torso, mid-back and back. Feeling the vibrancy of aliveness and the soft flow of breath, however deep or subtle, whatever way it is. Allowing the groin, perineum, buttocks, thighs, upper legs, to ground and soften. And inviting the last tension to drain out through the lower legs, the calves and shins and feet. As they are rooted, beneath you, surrendering to the boundless support of the earth beneath us, in whatever way we're indirectly touching it.
allowing a sense of kind attention, awareness to be with the whole body, heart and mind. And again, resting on the wave-like in and out flow of the breath. Breathing. Allowing the breath to suffuse through you. Feeling the whole body of the breath. Beginning, middle, and end. Noticing the vibrancy of aliveness in this body. Life energy. Knowing that all of the cells in our body are transpiring. As we breathe in and out, an exchange of oxygen and carbon dioxide, even through the skin, too. Attuning to the heart, the attitude of the heart and mind. Perhaps cultivating the intention of appreciation, gratitude for the life's breath within this body. With each out-breath, offering appreciation to the body and breath. With each in-breath, being nourished. Now calling to mind a being, perhaps a creature, or a human is fine too, bird or mammal, 
but some kind of being. It just brings a little spark of joy or kindness or care to your heart. And sending them, perhaps on the breath, or with an internal imagined gesture or smile. Good wishes, kindness, care. And if you like, you can imagine some way they receive it. Seen or unseen. It's okay to be playful. And imagine breathing out this offering of generosity to them, if that works. Breathing in the goodness, how it feels to offer that. Perhaps you even imagine them reciprocating in some way. It's helpful to you. Please feel welcome to use phrases or words in your own way, your own rhythm, your own language. I'll offer a few which you can internally repeat if you wish. Feel free to shorten them. Build a rhythm with them if you do use words. helps the momentum of the meditation. May you be safe from inner and outer harm. May you be happy May you be healthy as much as possible. May you be peaceful. May you be free. Be safe. Be happy. Be healthy or healing. Be peaceful. Be free.
Perhaps imagining these intentions radiating out as if the breath were radiating out from you in all directions. Like the gentlest of healing breezes or soft, pure light. suffusing and touching every part of you and this other one with metta, kindness, good wishes. Happy, healthy, peaceful, free. Now expanding the circle to more of the community of creatures and breathing things nearby or perhaps beloved but far away, including, if you wish, the creatures that walk on two legs and speak. Happy. Healthy. Peaceful. Free. From time to time, noticing 
Whatever is happening in the body and heart and the mind, and meeting that with kindness, appreciating, cultivating metta, being with whatever is here. Now, if it feels right, including, if it's not already included, sort of unseen, overlooked, forgotten beings and plants, perhaps forests or grasses, trees or waters, waterways, closer in to you. Maybe place you go on occasion or regularly. Including that too. Breathing with a sense of kindness. Be safe. Happy, healthy, peaceful, and free. Allowing intentions of kindness to radiate out in all directions. Including whoever, whatever in their path feels right to include. And including the person in your seat yourself. No part left out.
and opening to, to receiving any sense of reciprocity that feels right to receive. from the life all around you, breathing with the community of creatures and living things with kindness. In the last moment or two of this meditation, letting go, letting go of intentions and radiating words, and just being with whatever is here, noticing, allowing, resting. all for your practice. It's good to be with you practicing. And as um, has become the custom whenever I teach here, the invitation is to um, stay a little bit in your meditative space for a moment or two, if that feels right, and take a moment to notice all of your sangha mates, fellow meditators on the Zoom screen. Feel free to turn your video on and just send them, each of them, a moment of metta, kindness, knowing whether you're seen or unseen, whether you're here now or tuning in later, that each of us are sending metta to the happy hour participants and knowing that you're receiving it. You're looking through. So, um, so friends. When you're ready, you can um, bring yourselves back into full contact. And we have a few minutes here for um, just informal reflections. If you have anything you'd like to say about that meditation, what was helpful or challenging for you, if you have any questions, comments, maybe... um, Raise your hand or your Zoom hand since we're on more than one screen at the moment. You can also put something in the chat if you wish. Thank you for the gratitude, Hugh. Yes, Barbara. I... You're muted still. Oh, wait, I haven't let you unmute yourself. There you go. 
<laughs> Sorry. Okay. All right. There. Thank you. I must say I found um, thinking of animals a little uh, hard, a challenge, because I don't have any pets. Uh-huh. And I tried um, thinking of the newts that are in the pond at the botanical garden, but I don't know. They seemed a little elusive. Um, and I think of the the lovely um, shorebirds that blew in on the beach near me. And there were thousands of little plovers all over the beach. But they also seemed a little bit skittish and elusive. So anyway, my challenge was, so I, I fell back to people, people that uh, are facing challenges and the the, the, the animals will just have to fend for themselves, I'm afraid. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, we humans are animals, right? We are, and we need all the help we can get. <laughs> oh, there's nothing wrong with it's always the principle to return where it's easier. <laughs> Thank you very much for for sharing that. Anybody else? Yes, Jesse, hi. Hey. I really, really appreciate what I consider to be your phrases. It's the, it's the first time I've heard them. Um, I heard them last year and I've been using them ever since. May I be safe. May I be happy. May I be peaceful. May I be free. Um, I'm wondering if you could mention where you learned those phrases or how you came across them because they're slightly different from what I've heard from other teachers. Thank you. Sure. So they're based on, uh, thank you for the question. They're, they, they are, um, they're sort of based on the Western lineage of Vipassana meditation. So the way it's actually in the Pali is a little bit different. It's may I be free of suffering. May I be um, free of disease. May I be free of anxiety. So it's more in the negative. Mm. And Sharon Salzberg, I believe, was the first, or at least the first I was aware of, to flip it around to the may I be happy, healthy, Mm -hmm. safe. And um, it was actually in a dialogue with Nikki that the idea of bringing safety first came up. So that came from her. And the rhythm of the ones as you said them um, are with, um, he says, happy, safe, peaceful, free. That is Gil Fransdahl's. So I've just flipped the order of the first two. So it's evolved for me over time. I often throw in another one that I didn't use tonight, which is easeful. Mm -hmm. um, But they are true to the original intention of the Pali. They're just phrased in ways that many of us Westerners find a little more inspiring than the may I not be blah absolutely yeah thank you so much wonderful Don thank you hi Jerry you're next there we go I just add to what has been said uh, I also appreciated the uh, experience uh, uh, on zoom as it were um, looking around the room I've done it in retreats. I've done it in, uh, in as it were, uh, I guess this is a part of real life, but uh, as it in, in out of the virtual space, but it was the first time I'd ever done it virtually. And it was really quite nurturing. So thank you for that. You're very welcome. I, I first encountered it on a Zoom retreat. Um, Matthew Brensilver introduced it, but he gave credit to Brian Lesage for coming up with it, which I thought was just a beautiful way of, helping to connect beyond our little boxes a little bit in this format. So, so thank you all. And I want to give us a little bit of time for the breakout rooms for those who want to do them. They are optional. So if that means you're going to drop off because, um, because you don't want to do them, you don't need to. Um, you can just stay in the main room. I seem to be having breakout room challenges. Here we go. 
Okay, we're going to have about four people a room, I think. I may shuffle you in the first few minutes. Um, here we go. Just because sometimes people don't walk, like they leave their cameras off and they walk away. So please um, enjoy your time together and you can talk about whatever you want. I'll give you a prompt as a suggestion to guide the conversation, which is what you might find beneficial or challenging about extending metta beyond the human being realm. Okay. Enjoy, and I'll see you in about six and a half minutes or so. Welcome back. Others will be filtering in any moment. You're muted, Marilyn. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. We only have a moment or two left, a couple of minutes left, but I would love to just hear if anyone wants to share a word or two about how how the conversation was for them. If you something you want to take away from it or just the quality. Yes, Neil, please. So one of the things I thought was interesting was, you know, there are certainly some people that are, you know, difficult to give meta to. <laughs> And, and, you know, as we started talking, you know, there are some animals that are difficult to give meta to also. You know, you know, in the abstract, it's easy, right? But, you know, you know, when you have like, you know, an infestation, you know, it's hard to feel love to them. And, you know, I don't know anyone who's had lice and like try to pick them out live. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, there's just, I mean. You know, I live in New England. We have ticks and we have Lyme disease, right? Those are not good, right? If they're freaky. No, they're not. And we have the ticks and Lyme here in California too, right? So, yeah. It's a challenging practice. It's not just all puppy dogs and squirrels and kittens, right? There's, there's some creatures out there that aren't that much, that aren't so compatible with our lives, shall we say. Yeah. So what do you take from that? I don't know. Things are things. Right, right, right. You know, as I'm thinking about it, I'm not even sure it would matter if I were to do inanimate objects. I mean, I hate wire hangers personally, right? They're always getting tangled. You know, they drive me, right? They're always a problem, you know. Yeah. So this is beautiful. What you're pointing to is it's the quality of your heart, right? Yeah. That's what we're working with in this practice. So... Yeah, it may be not necessary to um, spare the lice, but uh, what's the attitude in the heart and what are you noticing about what that brings up for you? It's, yeah. Were you going to say something else? I may have cut you off there. No, no, no. Yeah, so thank yeah, yeah, thank you. And thank you. It was for- a lovely practice too, by the way. Wonderful. Good. And thank you for pointing out that difficult beings don't stop with the human race. I think that's very true. So um, we are right at seven o'clock. I want to honor time, especially if anyone wants to jet over to the Zoom Flagstaff Sangha, which um, I'm sure is lovely. So um, just to express my appreciation and we will dedicate the benefits of this practice. So may the fruits and benefits of our practice here together ripple through our lives. 
be cause and condition for more kindness, joy, care, freedom, peacefulness, and safety. And may those benefits ripple out to everyone, every living being our lives touch. May all beings be safe, happy, peaceful, and free. Thank you all for the sincerity of your practice. Thank you, Don. Good night, lovelies. Thank you, everybody. Good night. Good night. Thanks, Don. Thank you. Good night, Greg. Good night, everybody. Thank you. Thank you, Don. Good night, Greg. 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 Good night, Gre